From Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes. We break down the big political news affecting Wisconsin. I'm Chuck Quirmbach, filling in for Mayan Silver, speaking with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. Well, hi, J.R. It's been a busy few weeks. Yeah, it's never, never dull in this place, I'll put it that way. You know, one of the uh, big stories that's still going on is this attempt by Republican state lawmakers to come up with a referendum for the April ballot that would ask voters about approving a ban on abortions uh, after 14 weeks of pregnancy. Why is the Republican Party, some of them, bringing this forward now? Well, they want to change the conversation. Uh, they've been getting their butts handed to them in the, at the ballot box lately because the conversation has been about whether abortion should be legal in Wisconsin, period. They want to change that discussion to when should it be legal. Go back and look, 2022, uh, Governor Evers ran, really kind of made the 1849 law highlight of his campaign against Tim Michaels. 2023, Janet Protosiewicz, a liberal, made that law a highlight of her an abortion in general, a highlight of her campaign for the Supreme Court won. So Republicans feel like if they're talking about what the cutoff should be, not whether it should be legal, they'll be in better shape. And to them, you know, if you talk about the current ban, which is after 20 weeks, move it to 14 weeks, they think it's popular with the public. They point to other countries in Europe that have it around 12 to 14 weeks to make the argument that that's a reasonable compromise. What's interesting is the biggest anti-abortion groups in the Capitol aren't real big fans of this bill. Um, they have noted that they would prefer to wait until the lawsuit or the 1849 law is over. Uh, just a reminder that a Dane County judge ruled that law doesn't apply to consensual abortions, but only to feticide. So we expect the state Supreme Court to have final say on that at some point. We're waiting on Joel Ormansky, the Sheboygan County DA, to file his appeal in that case. I have to say that I have never seen so many Republicans not in line with the major anti-abortion groups in the state, and they only got 53 Republican votes out of, what, 64 when this passed the Assembly. Have you ever seen that before, this uh, disconnect between Republicans and the anti-abortion groups? Uh, not frequently, and you know, part of it is that for the anti-abortion groups, it's not about electoral success. It's about, to them, it's a moral issue. And so they're not as worried about what that means at the ballot box for Republicans in general, whereas Republicans are going, okay, if we can't figure this out, we're going to have problems getting people elected. Oh, by the way, we're expecting new maps uh, to be imposed by the state Supreme Court, and those maps are going to be much more favorable to Democrats. Republicans have been able to be a little bit out of step with the public on some issues like abortion, marijuana, things like that, but not really pay a price because the seats are pretty safe. Their, their majorities are really durable with those maps. If you get a true 50-50 map, that's going to be interesting to see how it impacts the discussion in the Capitol on some of these issues, if you see more movements toward a more moderate position. Okay, so the state Senate uh, has to still take up this abortion bill with the governor already promising a couple times a veto. It's not going to become law. It's not going to go to voters for a referendum. I mean, kind of wondering if the Senate would even bother at this point to take it up. You mentioned a moment ago the redistricting case. There is a redistricting bill from the Republicans in the Assembly and the Senate. Governor Evers also promising to veto that. What's the skinny on that effort? Republicans are trying to make the best of a bad situation. There were six maps into the court uh, by a deadline earlier in January. 
I went through all of them a couple weeks ago and figured out kind of how they looked. And in terms of paired lawmakers, that's where you have a district with two incumbents in it. The governor's got 15 pairs in the assembly. In the Senate, he's got a half dozen, but one of those has three Republicans in it. And Republicans are going, okay, you know, that's not great, but it's better than other maps. I saw one map that had 19 pairs in the assembly. Another map had eight pairs in the Senate. And look, there are more Republicans than Democrats. So most of the pairs are Republicans. That's kind of how it works on the numbers. So to Republicans, it's like, how do you try and get something that at least you can live with and that's not as bad as it could be? And they're really worried what the Supreme Court's going to do. This was their answer. Take the governor's map, make a couple of changes. They call them tweaks. Uh, Democrats call them incumbent protection, but make some changes to have fewer pairs and then try and sell it as, hey, this is the vast majority of what Governor Evers wants. He should sign this deal because we're trying to compromise. And, you know, on the one hand, there's a threat out there that the, the U.S. Supreme Court could step in and take over in this case and say, hey, what the state Supreme Court in Wisconsin is doing is not proper. And there are issues here and you wouldn't get a new map for 2024 in the Assembly and Senate. But the chances of that are not real great. And talking Republicans are not real confident they can get the U.S. Supreme Court's attention. So this was their move. Try and find a way to do something a little bit better. Now, one of the challenges is they change the governor's maps. Um, by doing that, you give the governor and Democrats wiggle room to say, hey, it's not really my maps, the governor's maps. So they're trying to pull a fast one. At one point, uh, some of the leaders and the Republican leaders tried to get the governor's maps without changes before the assembly. Democrats kind of balked. And what I was told, you know, Republicans were kind of like, why wouldn't they take up the governor's maps if that's, you know, what they want? And I was told by Democrats that they, one, don't trust Robin Voss, the assembly speaker. And two, there's no assurance the Senate would take it up. If you look at the votes on those amended maps from the, that use the governor's proposals foundation, there were four Republicans vote against it in the Senate. Now, the Republicans in the assembly were all unified, but the bottom line is, at this point, the governor is planning to veto these amended versions of the maps, and we're going to likely get a, a map from the state Supreme Court at some point. The question is, how good is it for Democrats, and uh, how do Republicans live with it after that? And for voters, listeners, uh, stay tuned yet as to what legislative district you're going to be in this fall, and if you're considering a bid for office, hold tight on that, too. Yeah, because uh, we're expecting maps probably by mid-March. That's what the Elections Commission has asked for. So uh, there are a series of de deadlines coming up that could have something earlier, but we should know by mid-March what the, the landscape's going to be for the fall. And I say uh, if you're running for office, there's a, a state Senate seat that's going to be open in Milwaukee as the governor has appointed Lena Taylor uh, to be a circuit judge of longtime lawmaker Lena Taylor, now headed to the courthouse, and a uh, Senate seat where we don't quite know the boundaries yet. Yeah, that's going to be fascinating. So remember, there's an effort right now to recall Robin Voss, the Assembly Speaker. The Elections Commission has said, look, we're not sure that can happen because the state Supreme Court, in its December ruling, throwing out those GOP-drawn lines, says you cannot use these maps for elections going forward. And the commission said, well, we're not sure if we can even have a recall because we don't have a map. Well, if you don't have a map for recall, you definitely don't have one for a special election. So you're going to have to wait till the Supreme Court picks a map before you can actually call a special election and move forward. The flip side is, looking at the various maps proposed, five of the six keep Taylor's Senate District pretty much as is. A couple make a, sm a few small tweaks. Several have no tweaks at all. They're exactly like they are right now. And the reason is simple. Governor Evers proposed changes to Milwaukee area districts a couple of years ago, and his maps were the state Supreme Court. The U.S. Supreme Court rejected that map 
because it found the governor had improperly considered race in drawing lines. There are six majority black districts in the assembly in Milwaukee. He tried to add a seventh. The court found that was inappropriate. So he said, hey, I'm going to keep the map in Milwaukee basically as is for those minority districts. There are two Hispanic ones as well. That way, I'm not going to get the U.S. Supreme Court's attention. I want to give them a reason to be interested in what's going on over here. So we're pretty confident that the map that uh, we have right now or had before will be what the general lines are for that district in the special election. So if you live in the district now, you're probably going to be in it after the new map is drawn. The uh, governor's State of the State speech is now nearly a week old. What's going to come out of that speech, and are Republicans going to just ignore it and just push tax cuts? Uh, Republicans are going to ignore it for the most part. I mean, most governors I've covered, you know, they use their state of the states in odd-numbered years to set the stage for their budget. And in even-numbered years, they set the stage for the election. This speech from Evers is a combination of, you know, a victory laugh about stuff he got done that he wanted to tout, a call to action by for the legislature to address some things, and then also signal how he's going around the legislature to do things he wants to do but they don't want to do. The things he called them to do are things like expanding postpartum coverage for those on Medicaid you can go up to a year. Right now, Wisconsin, we're at 60 days. It's a popular proposal. It passed the Senate like 32 to 1 this fall, but the Assembly's been the roadblock. I don't think that the governor putting a speech is going to change hearts and minds in the Assembly GOP caucus all of a sudden. So, you know, that stuff's not going to happen. But he also talked about making emergency contraceptive available at no cost. It was on Badger Care Plus. Uh, he found a way to seal a conservation easement deal up in northern Wisconsin after lawmakers blocked it nine months ago. So a little bit of, you know, the governor doing all these things to try and say, hey, I'm still going to find a way to get what I want done if you guys aren't going to help me. Evers remarked on Friday when he was in Milwaukee at Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen's event that it had been quite a week. Uh, He sort of downplayed the state of the state a little bit because he said, well, there was a presidential visit, uh, Joe Biden to Superior, a vice presidential visit, Kamala Harris, to Big Bend in Waukesha County, uh, the Yellen visit to Milwaukee. I mean, he didn't even mention the week before acting labor secretary had been to Milwaukee. Why are we seeing so many Biden-Harris folks here so soon? The primary that we don't really have much of a primary is still two months away. Because Wisconsin is the one swing state that Biden can least afford to lose. I mean, if you... Look at national pundits talking about the 2024 presidential election. They will tell you that every list, every list I see has Wisconsin, Georgia, and Arizona on it. Now, some lists might have a Michigan or a Pennsylvania, maybe a Nevada, maybe a North Carolina. But really, truly, it's about Wisconsin, Georgia, Arizona. Of those three, Wisconsin is only two in the last 44 years that it's gone for the Republicans. So you can't lose that state if you want to win the White House again for Joe Biden. So... He's going to places. There's no mistake in going to suburban Milwaukee. Talk about abortion from Kamala Harris. That's an area where Republicans have seen softening support since Donald Trump came on the scene politically. They want to keep driving that message home. Biden went up to northern Wisconsin, Douglas County, home to Superior. It's a county where it's not a huge population, but it's traditionally been kind of Democratic, the presidential race. But the margins matter. He did about three points better up there than what Hillary Clinton did in 2016. So you're getting into a place like Superior where there isn't a huge media presence. You get to kind of do your big thing about the bridge, which is a very important economy up there. And the challenge for Biden is you got to keep reinforcing these things. So you can't just go to Superior and not bring it up again. You need to be running digital ads in uh, the Superior market to remind voters of what you're doing, uh, have it amplified on social media. 
you got to find ways to keep on this message of good things because you're going to hear from Republicans from now until November, basically inflation, 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 border, border, border. Uh, those are two huge weaknesses for Joe Biden. Inflation is coming down, but you're still paying more for your groceries than you were four years ago. And that's the question here every presidential cycle with an incumbent. Are you better off now than you were four years ago? And Republicans hope the answer is going to be no come November. So that's why you're going to hear them talk about those things that kind of bump the, the Biden message. And I'm sure once the GOP nomination fight is over, which is it's looking pretty close to being done at this point, you're going to see Trump and his allies here quite a bit too. This is a really a make-or-break state, and the Republicans know if they can deny Joe Biden Wisconsin, they can probably deny him the White House. So if people are seeing blue right now, wait a little bit, you'll be seeing red, so to speak, uh, in the weeks to come. Yeah, I should have bought a TV station in Green Bay about 25 years ago. I'd been, <laughs> I'd been retired by now. We're going to see TV ads galore in the state. Whenever they kick in for real, Green Bay is going to be a big market once again. Milwaukee's going to get saturated. So it's, it's going to be a hectic year in Wisconsin yet again. Thank you for guiding us through this far. No, anytime. That was J.R. Ross of WISPolitics.com speaking with me, WUWM's Chuck Quirmbach. Check out the Capital Notes podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.